Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And it's just the two of us this week. But I want to start off with thanks to a transfer coming into the football team. Tech is in position now to lose at Nebraska in a couple years, 56 to 27 all over again. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good point. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll see some records being broken in the in the process. Yeah, we could just leave it at that with no context. But in 1998, Troy Edwards, uh, the tech receiver, broke the record for most uh, receiving yards in a single game. I'm not sure if it still stands or not. It does. But True Edwards, I believe is his name, his son, is transferring into the program. He has two years of eligibility left. And wouldn't you know it, we're playing at Nebraska in two years. So (laughs) this may be fun. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a great tweet by Josh, a uh, rare contributor to to our Twitter, but he came through with a with a cl- uh, clutch quote tweet of True announcing his uh, his commitment to the Bulldogs, and uh, I hear that True's brother Troy Edwards Jr. is also in the portal. He was at North Texas and is in the portal, so who knows? Maybe we'll have uh, the Edwards Bros. Out That's there, it. but we haven't heard anything about him actually coming here, so. Yeah, I mean, Troy Edwards had 405 yards in that game in 1998. Maybe with two of them on the team, we'll have 810 yards in receiving. Hell and yeah. That may actually win us the game. They both just tie their dad's record in yeah. the same game. Yeah, they're like the same team. Kneel down at the one yard line so they don't break the record. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in all seriousness, like, let's try not to give this kid, you know, put that high of expectations on this kid, right? I I'm mean, sure he's used to it, though. This I is guess. A, I mean, maybe that's why he didn't come to tech in the first place because he didn't he didn't want that pressure. <laughs> Can we talk about how crazy it is that a record, a passing like a like an offensive record from the 1990s stands till today with how much like offense has changed in the last 20 years? My God, yeah. like that's incredible that no one's broken that record. And I mean, it's 405 yards in one game. So come on. But uh but still, I mean, the fact that nobody's, I don't know how close anyone's gotten even. Yeah, I, the record that Troy Edwards broke was of a receiver from Alabama A&M who had, was at 370 back wow. in 18, or 19, 1800s, in 1989. Jeez. <laughs> now, if someone was breaking, setting receiving records in the 1800s, that would be impressive because they yeah. hadn't even invented the forward pass yet. Yeah, everyone had the record for the longest receiving it's like the time person of the year. What was that? 2008. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to a different sport. Let's go to baseball. We weren't even supposed to talk about football this yeah. episode, but you know. And we may circle back to it in a little bit. Teaser mm-hmm. for you. But yeah, baseball, that's my favorite sport, even though they don't dribble it up and down the they, court. They don't. Tech traveled to Huntington, West Virginia <sighs> to play Marshall in a three-game series. And yeah, we talked last week on the show about this, and we talked about it on Twitter and everything. The whole playing at a YMCA field, it was just that by itself is kind of annoying. And then couple in the fact that Tech is a much better team, but still struggled in these matchups. And it was just not a fun weekend in Huntington. Yeah. However, and I don't know if you want to put this in the show or not, but I'm literally watching the Tech baseball game right now as we as we record. And Tech has just scored on uh, back-to-back wild pitches from, from the... Uh, from the little rock pitcher uh anyway yeah not so fun um game one especially 
there in Huntington. You know, we talked about last week that a sweep should be the expectation, but I kind of expressed a little bit of hesitation. I think I still called for a sweep, but, you know, my hesitation was that Marshall beat us twice last year and uh, at home. And for some reason, our teams don't travel well to Huntington. I mean, it's pretty far away and, you know, changing up your schedule to play at like four o'clock in the morning or whatever when the sun comes up uh, <laughs> is, is not great. But um, yeah, I mean, things started out well in that first game, though, didn't they? Yeah. After an easy sweep of race, we said that we expected to see the same thing on the road against Marshall and a Corona Grand Slam by George Corona in the first inning of that first game kept those expectations that high. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, Corona wasn't the only guy hitting dingers. Cade Gibson gave up four home runs in six innings, resulting in eight runs for the Thundering Herd. The game on Friday was tied at eight apiece going into the eighth inning, in part due to another George Corona home run, by the way. Yeah. But here's a first. Kyle Krieger was unable to shut the door, allowing two runs to score in the eighth inning. And the tech threat in the ninth only gets one of those runs back, and the Bulldogs drop the opener on the road 10 to 9. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't great. You know, like we were hitting home runs, but they were getting them right back, and we just never really pulled away. I think, you know, Corona hit that grand slam, and then they answered in the bottom of the first with a home run of their own to make it 4 2. And, you know, it it just felt like we were getting the batting. We just the pitching wasn't there. And normally Gibson and Krigger are, are a very good combo that get the job done. But uh, it wasn't enough there in West Virginia. Yeah, it's very rare that the problem is pitching gave up too much. I mean, the offense scored nine runs and we still lost. That was kind of the theme of last year, if anything, was the offense was able to put up nine runs a game. But could the could the pitching yeah. hold the opponent to less than that? But here it was, and I didn't get to watch this game because I don't think they were even broadcast on Kusa.tv because they couldn't find how to get the cameras into the stadium. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was on YouTube Live, but the Friday game was uh, not for some reason. <laughs> they had like a 15-minute broadcast, and then it cut out, and they never put it back up. So I was listening to whatever that random guy's name was that was filling in for Dave because I guess Dave Nitz was injured, but he was back on the call tonight at home for little rock uh the little rock game that tech is currently winning 10 to nothing as i watch here uh but and that guy didn't do a bad job he just couldn't pronounce any any of the (laughs) names or any of the places in louisiana it was really funny what was it he said uh oh i don't remember i sent it in the chat but he said like bossier city or something like that but when he was reading the uh the like fairway carts of minden ad or whatever (laughs) they won't pay now that's tech's entire budget that won't get paid now because they're not going to pay for an ad where you mispronounce the name of the town yeah fairway carts not a sponsor of this podcast though so could be true could be yeah i could use a cart yeah give us a gtpdd cart yeah (laughs) i don't know who gets it and where we'd take it but yeah what i do with it but (laughs) Yeah, so we mentioned that YMCA field thing, and then we also talked last week about how a flight out of Columbus, Ohio, that Tech was taking got moved, and so this whole weekend kind of became a giant shenanigan. But eventually what happened is that a doubleheader game was scheduled for Saturday, starting early early in the morning. Uh, what time did that start? It was like 9.30 a.m. or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess they kicked off the youth soccer uh, kids after all. Yeah, they. It, it's pretty easy to buy off a child and tell them that. Yeah, just give them ice cream or something. Yeah, some orange slices. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So Marshall won that first game, and we expected a tech sweep heading into this weekend. But with how Saturday started, it was actually kind of looking like Marshall may be the one to sweep this series. More long balls for the herd as Ryan Jennings gives up four runs in part due to two homers. The offense wasn't helping either, only achieving one hit and one walk in the first five innings. Yeah, it was it was pretty bleak, honestly. They're in the middle of that game. Yeah, and finally, a solo shot by Netterville, only the second hit of the game in the sixth, got that goose egg of a score out of the way for the Bulldogs. But the next inning, the seventh inning, was a three-hit, three-walk, four-run, most importantly, inning for the Bulldogs that allowed Tech to grab a 5-4 to four lead. Cole McConnell added a couple insurance runs in the eighth inning, and Ryan Harland, who took over my for boy. Ryan Jennings. I'm, I'm claiming him right now. Yeah. He's you, my boy. That's fair. Yeah. Stay away, I, I bet on the wrong horse right now. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Harland was dominant to close it after only giving up one hit and no runs and four and two thirds innings out of the pen. Yeah, uh, he's very good. Yeah, just can we just get Ryan Harland and Kyle Krieger and that be it? Just the two of them <laughs> softball style, I guess, where you only really have to have one pitcher. And I think we did <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't say enough about Ryan Harland and also Steel Netterville. Welcome back to the batter, like to the. Bat, you know the hitting club jesus like my guy he he was on fire this past weekend after struggling a little bit you know in in late march and early april yeah it was george corona that surprised me the yeah. most this weekend because he was a guy who whenever the bases were loaded and we've made jokes internally <laughs> about this oh corona's coming up bases are loaded he's going to strike out at every single time he's going to strike out or he like pop out. it straight up to the shortstop like yeah. no, there's no in between and so he gets it out of the way in the first inning and goes no, I'm not going to strike out. I want to hit this over the fence. Indeed. Ends up leading the team in OPS on the week uh, with a 1.462 OPS. Six hits Hell on 13 yeah. at-bats, a double, and two homers. Uh, slugging 1,000 on the week. Yeah, we Just, we will take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we need some of these batters to light it up. Taylor Young has been slumping out a little bit, at least compared to his usual self. And so we need someone else to kind of step up. And Corona, who had not been living up to his expectations... Finding something this weekend really helps the Bulldogs moving forward. Yeah, I mean, you say Taylor Young struggling. Basically, any any weekend he doesn't have a, an, a positive one OPS is is a slump for him, I guess. Yeah. But uh, three for 10 uh, with five walks this weekend. So, yeah, I mean, not his best work. But, um, you know, anyway, we still have a game left to cover, right, Nathan? We do. After a short break between the doubleheader games, the second game on Saturday started, and it started pretty slowly. Tech finally got on the board in the third inning, thanks in part to a three-run home run by Cole McConnell that put the Bulldogs up 4 to nothing. Jonathan Fincher got the start in place of what was listed as TBA, and he was stellar through the first three innings, but then struggled in the fourth and fifth, giving up three home runs across those two innings, really two or one in a third innings, that tied the game at five. That 5-5 five to five tie held into the ninth inning, Ooh. where I'm Boy just going to read this box score from this ninth inning of this last game. Corona singles to right center. Matulia singles through the right side. Birch singles to first base on a bunt. Darius Myers doubles to center field. Wait, Finally, Birch? I've seen I, his name before. I assumed it was Birch Field, and it was just a, an abbreviation, but I guess there's someone Faxton on Faxton Birch. Name. Oh, Thaxton Birch. Okay, Who pinched hit for Walker Birchfield to Whoa. make this as confusing as possible. That, wow. Those pitchers must not have known. That's why he got a single. Anyway. Yeah. Single on a bunt. 
That's impressive. (laughs) You're trying to advance the runners to second and third because every run counts right now. And you end up on base yourself. That's impressive. Darius Myers, like I said, doubles to center field after that. Uh, Finally, we have an out with Wade Elliott flying out to left field. Taylor Young gets intentionally walked. What? They intentionally walked Young? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Make him pay whoever's next. Yeah, which loads the bases, leading to Logan McLeod, who singles up the middle, scoring one. It's now 8-5, to by the way, Tech. The Myers double made it 7-5. to But then after that McLeod single, Steel Netterville also singles through the right side, scoring two. The next batter, Cole McConnell, singles to right field, scoring another. Now it's 11-5, to and even though we have a Corona single, we have two more outs afterwards, so no more runs are scored. But it went from 5-5 to to 11-5 to in the ninth inning. And if you're Marshall, the pitcher you have on the mound right now, his job is to keep this specific thing from happening. He's there to close the game, and he just does not do that. Yep. Carter I mean, Lyles, who actually pitched the previous two innings as well, and it was good enough in those struggled in this ninth inning yeah i'm surprised they waited so long to pull him i mean they were down 11 to 5 when they pulled him so and what is that that's after so it's four hits in a row to open the inning then an out and an intentional walk and then three hits in a row and then they so seven of the nine batters he faced got hits and one of them he intentionally walked so i guess that doesn't even count as facing him but uh yeah not not great stuff from carter lyles there but I, for one, love it. Yeah, I, I will. I will take that. And it gives the Bulldogs the series win in Huntington. And we can go back home and play at a real ballpark again. Hooray. Yeah. So we're recording this a day late. So that means that we aren't able to preview or really recap this game against Little Rock that as we're recording right now is heading into the top of the ninth and Tech is leading 10 to nothing. But yeah. so we we better be able to recap this by the end of this episode or I'm going to be real upset. Yeah. <laughs> But we won't. We'll do it. We'll cover it next week. Yeah. But we do play them again next week. This game is at home. Next week, we play them on the road on Wednesday. And can I petition that we just take some of our extra runs from tonight and apply them to next week? Is that allowed? I I think so. Okay. You may may lose some of the conversion process when you cross the board into Arkansas, but I think you're you're good. I don't think they count the same way as as we do up there, but uh, that's a a little dig at Arkansas for you. But anyway. Uh, (laughs) very cool hat but not much else yeah but we also play Northwestern State the day this comes out on Wednesday April 20th playing the Demons on 420 in Ruston Um, plays it indeed I guess I I don't know I I, I guess guess Demons are in hell and there's fire and blaze it is anyway uh, there's something there there's something there I mean it's not great look yeah It's a free podcast. You get what yeah. you pay for. <laughs> you want comedy. Go listen to some other shit. Yeah. This is not Will Ornette's show. This is this. Anyway, yeah. so okay. whatever this is. Tech tech right now, assuming nothing changes in the final three outs, shut is shutting out Little Rock. Little Rock has two hitters of an OPS of over one on their team so far this year. Yeah, their batting average. Nitz was saying their batting average is like 305 or something. So uh the shutout through top nine is uh very impressive and you know hopefully we're not jinxing it right now but uh but how's northwestern state though yeah so northwestern state does not have a single batter of an ops of higher than 0.9 wow so not great yeah not great they do have some guys that can get draw some walks if i mean that's an important thing but in terms of actually hitting the ball none of them seem to be all that great 
Uh, Jeffrey Elkins is probably their best overall hitter and also their biggest home run threat. Either him or Bo Willis are the two guys that can really swing for the fences. Pitchers wise, they've got a couple arms that like to start uh, and do pretty a pretty good job at doing it. Jonathan Harmon is their best starter. Um, I haven't checked to see who pitches weekends and who pitches midweek. And at this point in the season, a lot of teams are still kind of figuring out. We're seeing with Tech, who didn't even name a Sunday starter until Sunday. Uh, and well, I guess it wasn't a Sunday game. It was a Saturday afternoon game. So we knew it by Sunday. But yeah, we didn't know Jonathan Fincher was going to start that game until it happened. But Jonathan Arman and, and Drayton Brown are the two best starters. So if either of them get the nod, uh, they both have ERAs of under four. And uh, Jonathan Harmon does not give up home runs. Typically, a pitcher will give up home runs on about 10% of the hits that they allow. Harmon's number is 4% of the hits go over the fence. So he really is able to keep the ball in the ballpark and mostly just limit the damage to singles when good contact is made against him. Out of the bullpen, Gus Collins is their best reliever. Uh, ERA of 2.1 over 25 innings pitched. Again, not a closeout guy like Krigger's been so far this year, but I mean, that's a pretty good number and a pretty reliable guy to call in out of the bullpen if this is a close game late. Uh, Cameron Taylor is another guy, has not come in the game as much, uh, but he's yet to give up a home run in 15 innings pitched while having a 2.87 ERA. So that's really who to keep your eye on on this Demon team. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at them overall, they're 16 and 18, uh, currently number 226 in RPI. Um, and against quad one teams, I believe we're still a quad one team in RPI, but against quad one teams, they are one and two overall. So yeah, most of their games have come against quad four teams. So, you know, should, should be a a good win, good midweek win, but as always, you know, it's going to depend on the pitching staff kind of, you know, not being shaky here. Yeah. And after shutting out little rock, we'll probably struggle the next night because we used all our good arms. I'm not sure who we've used tonight, and my stream is kind of cutting out on me now. So Yeah, oh, it's doing that to me, too. Looks like we just won, because I saw us storming the field before it cut out. So, right. yeah, 10 nothing victory. There we go. Now I'm going to close that tab, because it's apparently having a lot of trouble. So, uh, anyway, yeah, Northwestern State tomorrow, or today as the podcast comes out. And then on the weekend, we've got Middle Tennessee State coming into play, right? Yes, for some reason, I can't think of what they're the Blue Raiders. There we the are. Blue why, Raiders. Why that takes yeah. so hard? Why was that so difficult to get my um, <laughs> head wrapped before, around? Before what they you are. jump in and talk about players, uh, yeah. they are number sixty-five in RPI. They're eighteen and sixteen overall this season. But uh, on the road, they're eight and nine. So these these games are in Ruston, and then against Quad One teams, they are two and four on the season so far. So what can you tell me about sort of how this team plays and what they're what we should be looking out for? Yeah. Like Northwestern, they also don't have a hitter with an OPS of over one on the season. Uh, Tech has two, by the way, for reference, Taylor Young and Cole McConnell. Both have OPSs on the season of above 1.0. But Fausto Lopez has an OPS of 0.932, mostly a singles hitter. I mean, that's going to be true for a lot of things, but actually gets doubles at a pretty decent rate. And every now and then is able to get one over the fence. Uh, But their biggest home run threat is probably Mason Spears has an OPS of 0.892 but gets a hit on 26% of his plate appearances and hits a home run on 20% of those. So that's that's a pretty decent home run hitter that that they have. Uh, Pitching-wise, Peyton Wigginton is their best oh. starter. That's fun. Peyton Wigginton. His specialty is not giving up walks. 
if we look at tech pitchers, like Cade Gibson gives up walks 9% of the time. Ryan Jennings gives up walks 10% of the time. This guy's 5% of the time. Um, so he really has the discipline to keep hitters from being able to give those free bases out. And that's something that tech is usually pretty good at is, is getting those free bases. So that may be a struggle if we face off against Wigginton. Uh, Zach Keenan and Eric Swan. Eric Swan are their two other best starters in this rotation. Um, out of the bullpen, James Sells is their best reliever. ERA of 2.05 over 22 innings pitched. Uh, has yet to give up a home run in those 22 innings. And yeah, wow. he, that's a guy who I would expect to be the guy you want to throw out there in a close game if it's late to keep that single swing from impacting the game too much. Yeah, I'll say I'll add on to that. Uh that middle Tennessee's playing some really good baseball in the month of April. So far, they started out the month by beating Western Kentucky two to one in a series, beating Marshall two to one, beating a pretty decent Lipscomb team seven to nothing. And then beating Charlotte last year's, uh, sort of surprise number one regular season team, uh, two to one in a series last weekend. They also just beat, Belmont as we record and Belmont is number 74 in RPI uh, tech by the way number 44 in RPI right now so this will be a pretty pretty good series for tech I mean this will be a great series to win you know it's it's one yeah. of those that you really need to pick up we're keeping pace pretty well with Southern Miss in terms of the top of the conference standings but you know this would be a great one to just win the series uh, a sweep would be very very impressive I think yeah this is a good team. We've played a lot of bad teams recently and, and it's struggled yeah. against some of them, but we'll have to see what we're like against a solid team that what was it, LSU, maybe ULL, if you count them, are the best teams that we've played recently. And that's still a couple weeks back. Uh, yeah, I do want to mention real quick because I kind of gave the ERAs for the, the starters and relievers uh, for the teams that Tech will face next week. I just want to mention this. Kyle Krieger has an ERA of 1.07. No one on any of the teams are playing this week has a lower ERA or actually an ERA of below two, but Kyle Krieger and then Ryan Harlan, you want to guess what his ERA is right now? Oh, is it even one? I mean, I doubt that it's even one at this point. He's pitched like 20 innings and I don't think he's gotten blown up any. Yeah. Over 21 innings. He has posted an ERA of 0.43. Oh my God. So an ERA of one is you give up one run over nine innings. Holy fuck. He would give up one run over two complete baseball games is what this is saying. Wow. That is, I mean, how much do you have to pitch to be considered for like, you know, freshman of the, I don't even know how they do accolades in, yeah. in baseball, but do give they have the like a freshman pitcher of the year or something? Yeah. Give him, give him the Heisman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they have a freshman pitcher of the year, I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm not paying attention to other teams, but 0.43, you said? Yes. I mean, Christ kids like 18 years old jesus oh tex rpi just went down to 42 cool. <laughs> um yeah but i don't know if you have a prediction for this week nathan we're already one to know uh on the week so what do you think we got four more games how, how are how are we gonna do yeah i think we beat northwestern state especially because we never we didn't use many pitchers out of the bullpen mostly because this was a a blowout game but greg martinez got the start pitch seven then landon Hopkins and tanner knight who at the even after the one inning pitched still has an ERA on the season of twelve point two seven, and he was able to strike out the side to end the game. So Jesus. something's working in the bullpen right now, and also to give him some confidence moving forward is a good thing. Yeah, uh, 
coach just literally said don't give up 11 runs yeah <laughs> you have one job yeah. uh yeah give up I, nine for all i care yeah but who don't cares give up 11 <laughs> also don't give up 12 11 or more i guess should be the qualifier yeah and so i feel pretty good going against this northwestern state team that will have arrested uh bullpen as well as some batters that are hopefully finding their stride hopefully our hot hitting and our relaxed bullpen that's not the word i'm looking for but our bullpen that has wasn't stressed on yeah. tuesday is able to be back out there on wednesday against middle tennessee we've been predicting the sweeps one way or the other for a bit now i don't think this is a sweep though i think that tech actually takes two of three though and so that's what three and one on the week yeah after that obvious we don't get to bet on games that already happened yeah i i would i would love to take two of the three against mtsu i mean you know just to put it all together for a weekend would be great and you know a lot of times you drop a game that you know yeah there are plays you can look back on but it's not like like when we lost to ull a couple weeks ago it was like well that one inning where we completely fell apart on the mound you know like that that's the reason we lost that game we gave up seven runs or whatever in the one inning uh as long as we don't have something like that i think we can easily take two of those three games but are we due for something like that that's uh, we haven't really had that lately i mean the loss at marshall was more of a chipping chipping away it it wasn't eight runs in one inning it was you know a two run homer here a two run homer there you know so i i don't know i guess i'm gonna predict two and two on the week uh and a a series loss to mtsu i think i think we're due this is around the same time last year i think that we lost two at home to marshall um so i think it's it's just you know we're due for that kind of wtf series right at home yeah and i mean this marshall series that we won none of these games were blowouts even the the saturday game it wasn't until that ninth inning that it became one so i can definitely see this team being just lucky to get the two wins against marshall uh lucky to get the one win against southern miss a few weeks back it's it's very possible this team isn't as good as i think it is but the talent's there and i think they're starting to put it together Oh so yeah, that's that's why I that's why I'm I have faith that they'll take two this week because I think that things are finally starting to click in no, a way that we hoped they I, would a month ago. I agree with you. I I just think that I think there's one more downturn in us this season, and um I kind of hope that it's this week and we can refocus, go on the road, and you know sweep Old Dominion on the road next weekend yeah, for that'd you. That'd be great. Uh, when you're there and yeah, in that's person, why it won't happen. <laughs> you know things aren't uh things aren't as tough as they looked at the beginning of the season to finish things out. We got at old dominion, their 73rd at home against FAU in, in a couple weeks, they're one eleven, So not as high as we thought they'd be. And then on the road at Charlotte to close things out, they're number one fifteen. So not again, not as highly rated as we thought they'd be. So uh, other than Southern miss being an absolute buzzsaw, uh, currently number six in the nation, according to D one baseball uh, 14th and RPI, you know, other than Southern miss, like the other teams in our conference have kind of taken a step back a little bit, uh, including us. Honestly, we were ranked to start the season and now we're not. So, you know, I, I, I hope you're right. And I hope that we can take at least two. I mean, obviously I hope we sweep them, but I just, I'm, I'm being pessimistic this week and picking uh, two and two with a win over Northwestern state. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm being pessimistic after we just beat a team 10 to nothing, like literally yeah. just now. So uh Yeah. It's just giving you false hope. You gotta, you gotta look past that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And know what this tech, what being a Louisiana Tech fan really means. Yeah, in softball, 
Louisiana Tech, the Lady Texers, played the number one team in defending conference USA champion, North Texas. And how did that go, Evan? Yeah, I mean, the first game started out okay, kind of like the first game at Marshall, uh, but not exactly the same. We were tied one-to-one through a couple innings, but then the Mean Green scored five in the fifth inning to put this game out of reach, and Tech ended up losing eight-to-two. The second game, which was on Friday, uh, the Texters used three multi-run innings and a four-for-four night from third baseman Lindsey Edwards to win 9-3, setting up the rubber match on Saturday afternoon. Uh, And before I go much further here, uh, let me just say that uh, before this series, North Texas had not lost a conference series at all since 2019, uh, and they had not lost a home conference series since 2018. So that kind of sets up this rubber match on Saturday for you. Uh, everything went great through five. Tech was up six to nothing uh, with just the six outs left to go. And Tech's ace, Audrey Pickett, had only allowed three hits in the first five innings. So kind of seemed like it would be smooth sailing. But here's how the bottom of the sixth started for Audrey Pickett. Strikeout. Okay. I like that. Uh, triple. Home run. Walk. Single, single, double. Then we pulled Audrey Pickett, but a sacrifice bunt on the first batter for uh, reliever Emma, what's her name? Emma Hutchinson uh, makes it six to five Tech before we're able to get the final out. And then Tech pretty much goes down in order in the top of the seventh. So would the defense be able to hold on? Foul out to third, another foul out to third. Makes it look like we got a good chance, right? We're up six to five, two outs, then a full count walk, and then another full count walk, yep. and you got two on, two out. The winning runs now at what first base? Yeah, winning run at first base. You know, a, a good base hit will win the game and the series for North Texas. But Tech reliever Emma Hutchinson gets the job done, induces the fly ball to right field to take the game and the series six to five and two to one on the weekend. So again, first time North Texas has lost a conference USA series in what is that? I guess the 2021 season was probably canceled or 2020 season was canceled. So that's, that's in two full seasons or more. Uh, first time they've lost a home series in conference since 2018 tech is now up to 94th in Massey with those wins. And by the way, while we were kind of sleeping and, and briefly mentioning t- softball every week, Sierra Sacco, who we've mentioned a few times, number one in the nation in hits, 64 hits through Tech's like 45-ish games. I don't know. what What is our record? Tech has played 45 games. I was right. I should have just trusted my instincts. Instead, I'm sitting here wasting my goddamn time. Uh, yeah, 64 hits in 45 games for Sierra Sacco. Uh, leads the nation in number of hits so far. So, Nathan, what do we have going on this week for the Texter softball team? Yeah, this week we have a game that was just played while uh, we recorded this just like baseball. Unfortunately, it was a 10-0 score going in the wrong direction as the Texters fell to Ole Miss, who were number 32, 10-0. But this weekend, a huge series at home against number 81 UAB. Tech is currently .5 games back from UAB for second place in the West. Uh, Top three from each division make the Conference USA tournament and two at-larges. So this weekend may not be the end-all be-all when it comes to whether or not they make the tournament, but that's important. If you can get a series win against UAB and elevate yourself into second place in the West, 
things look pretty good about at least making that conference tournament. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, right now you got North Texas at 13 and five UAB at nine and five and tech at nine and six. So really, I mean, North Texas, I guess, hasn't had their sort of bye week that I guess the softball teams do. I, I don't, I don't know who knows, but you know, a couple weekends ago we asked why tech didn't play a conference series. And I guess that's why. Huh? So, you know, if we could, if we could go ahead and sweep UAB, we'll be a game back from North Texas. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this weekend is very, very huge. If we get swept, though, UTSA is seven and seven and would be knocking on our doors uh, there for for third place in the division. Like Nathan said, we got to be top three in the division to automatically qualify. And then the next best two teams, it's sort of like the NFL playoffs, at least used to be where the uh, wild card goes to the, the best team, you know, with the highest winning percentage outside of the automatic qualifying uh, group from both divisions. So, yeah. Um, also, that conference tournament is in Denton hey. on like May 10th or something. So I may have to go to a few games if we're in if we're in it. Yeah, I have been to one Louisiana Tech softball game in my life where they got run ruled by LSU. So I don't think I've ever been to a Louisiana Tech softball game. I'm gonna have yeah. to fix that. Yeah. So go ahead and make the tournament texter so I can put my uh, money where my mouth is. I want to make one I- more note about Sierra Sacco. So she's made she has 64 hits in 45 games. So that's first in the NCAA. However, second place is Sydney McKinney at Wichita State, who has 63 hits, so one fewer, but has played nine fewer games. Wow. So hits per game uh, don't really doesn't really favor Sierra Sacco. But hey, we don't we don't talk about that. But so. this is where my point's going: is that she's a true freshman, or at least a freshman. Oh, and, are you serious? Yeah, that's uh, amazing. Sydney McKinney is a, a junior. Third place is a is Tatum Cresley from. UMass. What is UMass? What? That can't be a real school. I clicked on the school and the page is missing. <laughs> it must be UMass. UMass. Maryland Eastern Shore. Oh, that, I, okay. I know where that is. But you don't have another freshman until you get down to 11th. So even if the hits per game isn't quite as impressive as first in hits overall, she is a, she's true, a freshman. True freshman. Wow. Leading the team in batting average, 427. I mean, look. You can't I cannot say enough about how how good the turnaround has been for this team in year one under their new coach whose name escapes me at the moment, but I'm looking it up right now. Josh Taylor, uh, the guy we pulled over from Nevada due to our new facilities and promise that we have over here. And I mean, my God, the turnaround like last year at this time, we pretty much stopped talking about softball. Right. And this year we're kind of like, okay, they might go for a run like we got got one of the best hit pure hitters in the country and she's a true freshman like what does this team look like next year and the year after that that's that's what's really exciting to me is like this future is really bright if this is year one under the new coach like what is what is year two what is year three look like you know when when he's able to recruit even more players i think we landed a really good pitcher in the next recruiting class so we're not going to spend too much time talking about softball recruiting i promise but um <laughs> But the future is very, very bright for this softball team, and hopefully we can get back to some of that, uh, some of the NCAA glory that we kind of got a taste of in the late twenty teens. Yeah, and the softball team's not the only Texters team looking for glory this year. The tennis team picked up their eighteenth win of the season over Grambling, uh, doubled their total from last year. By the way, now second most ever. Uh, Tech yeah. is now fifty-one and zero all time against the Grambling Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I just had I had to throw that in the notes. That's, yeah. that's fun. 
Shout out Malcolm Butler for that uh, <laughs> for that tidbit there. <laughs> Could have guessed it came from Malcolm Butler. He, yeah. he has a way of getting those in there. Uh, Tech earned the number seven seed in the Conference USA tournament taking place this weekend in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and will face off against number 10, North Texas, first at 9 a.m. on Thursday. Yeah, so uh, anybody in Murfreesboro, go ahead and uh, and check that out. But I guess our regular season matchup with North Texas was supposed to be this past weekend, but it got canceled for some reason. So that's why we played Grambling. Or no, it was I don't I don't know. The calendar says women's tennis versus North Texas canceled, women's tennis versus Grambling postponed, and then they ended up playing Grambling on Monday. So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, we'll be playing North Texas on Thursday. So we'll we'll try to retweet some stuff about that as it's happening. Yeah. And then one final texters. We're not done. This is a yeah. texters uh, forward podcast here. Uh, we put them at the end. Is uh, well, yeah, well, listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bowling is headed to the USBC Championships in Addison, Illinois. Uh, they are coming off that Elite Eight finish uh, in the NCAA Championships, where they fell to uh, SFA last or a couple weekends ago. So on Tuesday and Wednesday, Avery Brown had a chance to compete for the individual championship. Being that we are uh, recording this on Tuesday night, we just checked, and Avery unfortunately uh, fell in her match against Bristol Breyer from SFA uh, by nine pins. So really, really good match from Avery, but unable to get the job done. So uh, Tech's next action will be Thursday morning when they try to qualify for the double elimination bracket. I believe there are 16 teams, and so I'm guessing eight of them or maybe 12 will qualify for the bracket, and then it's double elimination from there. All that I was able to find out was that it's best of seven Baker, uh, which we've explained on previous podcasts, so I don't have to remember how to explain it right now, but uh, good luck to the texters on Thursday and Friday. Hopefully they can come out national champions. Yeah, the fun part about doing this show for so long is we can just basically, per my last email, and not have to explain things again Hell that we've yeah. forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Avery Brown falling to the player from SFA really kind of goes to show that SFA had our number in the postseason this year. They yeah. eliminated us a week or two ago from the collegiate regionals. Yeah. Haven't you had enough? Haven't you done enough? Stop. Lumberjacks. Yeah. Stop Lady chopping Jacks. down those trees. We need them. The earth is dying. Anyway. Deforestation ass bastards or whatever. Yeah, come on. Why are we celebrating that? (laughs) This week's Tweet of the Week celebrates something else. It celebrates a reunion and a city known for not liking Louisiana Tech very much. The Tweet of the Week goes to Tanner Spearman, who tweeted a screen grab of Charmillionaire's tweet, friend of the show Charmillionaire from April 1st last year, saying La Tech is great. But there's a reason he chose to retweet this this week. Evan, what happened? Yeah, this is a very convoluted tweet of the week, basically, is what you're saying. But the Birmingham Stallions of the United States Football League, I believe is what U.S. would stand for. Um, oh, bowling has some weird acronyms that I've started true. to make me doubt that's true. what they stand for. But the USFL, you know, the new spring, the new attempt at a spring professional football league, sort of semi-pro league. Uh, started up on Saturday night with the Birmingham Stallions, coached by none other than GTPDD meme lord Skip Holtz, uh, which it was very fun to dust off the old <laughs> the old meme <laughs> folder, which 
has I have about sixty five pictures in there, and I swear to God, thirty five of them are skip holds. So uh, hopefully, yeah, I'm a Sunny... full devoted just to skip holds. Oh, th- see, that would be smart. But uh, hopefully, Sunny Cumbie provides some good memes as well. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, about halfway through the third quarter, or maybe halfway through the second quarter, Jamar Smith, his music started playing, and he came off the bench, and he didn't start out very well. Uh, so we had some UAB fans, you know, on Twitter saying, you know, th- this this is pain. Like, how am I how am I still watching this? And it's like, so we were kind of like, oh, <laughs> first time, huh? First time cheering for Skip, huh? But then Jamar uh, started doing 2019 Jamar things that I wish I could have seen in Birmingham in actual 2019. But <laughs> you know, the the man smoked some weed and uh, and Skip had to. P- anyway, whatever happened happened, I guess. Yeah, the show's coming uh, out on 4:20, so I guess it makes sense that we talk about it. Yeah, so uh, th- allegedly, uh, Jamar was punished for, for smoking some Mary Jane or or being present when Mary Jane was was uh, was smoke smoked. But anyway. I don't even know where I'm at in this explanation right now. Jamar started doing good shit. So our boy Charmillionaire tweets out Jamar in all caps uh, with a with a horse emoji and three, three exclamation points. So Tanner tweets out uh, the screen grab of LaTeX is great that, <laughs> that Dave tweeted out on uh, on April 1st of 2021. So uh that tweet, by the way, uh, shout out Tanner, because I forgot to screen grab that at the time. And now that tweet is in the meme folder. So yeah. uh, thanks to thanks to Tanner for that. Also, shout out Skip Holtz and Jamar for the game winning touchdown with 20 seconds left in the game, uh, winning the first ever USFL uh, uh, game. Yeah. Coming off the bench as a backup to win the game. I mean, that's how legends are made right that's that's how the arkansas game should have gone <laughs> yeah that that's the issue is that he actually started the game instead of coming oh, off man. the bench later in the game anyway that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please on tie podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or head to our blog gtpdd.dog where there's a shop there's a contest the contest is uh, still running and will every week. Same questions, just different answers based on how the team does. Evan, right now you're in second place. You closed your oh, gap yeah. a little bit this week. Oh yeah, I, I submitted. Uh, I submitted new answers earlier today too. I I remembered. So yeah, um, I'm going for that baseball man. Yeah, I've got, I've got last year sitting right here because I keep forgetting to give it to my brother whenever I see him. But because uh, I've spent months forget forgetting to give it to you. Well, that's all right. So. I've still got to send you. Uh, <laughs> jc's uh <laughs> jc's trophy from the the pickham so uh you know we we do things slow around i mean like parts. a hostage exchange we'll need a mediator we run real slow around these yeah parts, is all i'm saying so if you win the trophy look you might get it that's you know you might get it <laughs> that's, that's all we can say do you want something faster than you know maybe at some point in the future then head to gtpdd.doc slash shop where you can buy a shirt including the April shirt of the month, which shows a springtime baseball-themed intersection sign of where J.C. Love Field sits on the corner of West Alabama and Tech Drive. Uh, Only available for a few more days until there's a new May shirt of the month that I have not even started to look at how to design yet. So, um, yeah, I got time. I got 11 days. This is fine. It will happen. Anyway, gtpdd.dog. 
And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And no one else is here. And go tech, please don't die. if there's let's see nathan have you seen monty python and the holy grail yes okay you know the like intermission music the yeah. that's what i always like picture or here in my head when we're <laughs> when we're just like vamping looking for stuff <laughs> mine's the the slano high band playing the jeopardy theme <laughs> and old so it's like slightly out of tune yeah <laughs> um, a little brass heavy